1: Welcome to our show, this is Polygamy What Love Is This, I am your host Doris Hansen and we are grateful that you have joined us. For this show, and of course the purpose of our show each week is to challenge Mormon polygamists to check out every doubt that you have. God expects you to do that, and He will reward everyone and every honest seeker of truth. And if you or anyone that you know is in polygamy and would like to get out, would like to escape, we'll help you do it. Uh, we will hold everything that we talk about in total confidentiality. We have a toll-free number if you'd like to give us a call, and that number is eight seven seven four. Uh, again, if you have any uh, questions, call us, or if you know of someone who needs help, give us a call. If you want to make comments about our show or any of our shows, you can email us. The email address is email at what love is this? or you can call uh, on a tele- different telephone number than toll-free number, and it is 385-240-2888. Um, and that uh, now I would like to introduce again our cholesterol. <laughs> it's
0: nice to be here again Doris. This is a really good topic tonight isn't it?
1: It, it is and and uh, it's also interesting it's all tied up in God's word versus Joseph Smith's word. It, it always basically seems to come down
0: to that. It doesn't comes
1: it? down to that. Yeah mm-hmm. and I wonder sometimes if if I sound a little preachy but and, I, and that's not what I tend to do or what I want to do as much as just get our viewers to compare, yeah. Yeah. and that's the important
0: part. We just know how important the Bible is how, and, what it, and the message it has for And us.
1: how it affects our lives yeah. for the good. Yeah. Uh, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, and I quote, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, If we listened to the teachings of the polygamy groups, this verse would probably read like this, For it is by polygamy we are saved through loyalty to the United Order. God's grace will help you live through the polygamy ordeal. That's basically their philosophy. But God's grace has always been the force behind His salvation of those who will trust in Him alone. It was never works or polygamy. God always planned on paying the price for our sins Himself. Jesus Christ, who is God the Son, had determined to be the sin sacrifice for us. Now God's plan to get humans into heaven has always been only Jesus and Jesus only. That's why He's called the Savior, because He's the only one who can save us. God says we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, by Jesus alone, as taught in the Bible alone. But people have gone about developing other plans and schemes to gain eternal life and adding plenty of works and rituals and ordinances and requirements and loading people down with works that they say will get them into heaven. They have actually contrived so many do's and don'ts that it literally becomes impossible to do or remember not to do all that they require. They call the Ten Commandments a ladder into heaven, and then they add dozens and dozens of other commandments to the original ten and call it the gospel. Well, the word gospel means good news, and that is not good news, and neither is polygamy. It's very bad news. The Mormon culture acknowledges that, yes, we are saved by grace, but only after all we can do. They teach that we work and obey the ordinances and, in the end, God's grace makes up for our failures and our incomplete works. In other words, polygamy plus works plus grace And we can expect God's gift of eternal life. We want to explain biblical grace to show that salvation is by grace alone and to explain why polygamy and works and grace cannot be mixed and also explain some of the works that polygamy groups have added to God's free gift of eternal life. We will start off with a quote from the Book of Mormon.
0: Good old 2 Nephi 25, 23. (laughs) For we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children and also our brethren to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God. For we know that it is by grace that we are saved after all we can do.
1: That after all we can do is bad news.
0: (laughs) You should have put a period after saved.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh. But because that after all we can do is referring to works. The Bible says not By works and the Bible has preeminence this is another verse that it says in Romans 4
0: therefore the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace
1: okay so the promise of eternal life is by faith not by works after all you can do not by polygamy we're not saved by grace after all we can do at all we're saved by grace alone From the Encyclopedia of Mormonism, we read how they tried to reconcile grace and works.
0: Paul's statement that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law is frequently cited to support the former view, while James' statement that faith without works is dead is often quoted in favor of the latter view, the LDS doctrine that salvation, Requires both grace and works is a revealed yet common sense reconciliation of these contradictory positions
1: And they are contradicting (laughs) God by saying that because it is works and grace is not a revealed Anything from God that's incorrect statement. It is not by works and grace. It's by grace alone Let's read Romans chapter 11
0: So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer by works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace.
1: So let's go back to the not by works statement. That's exactly what it says. Now James, of course, is often quoted. That's yeah. always what we get is the James faith without works is dead. But the context in James isn't even salvation. No. The context in James is that people say you're saved, then your works are going to prove that you are or you're not. It's not saying you have to work to get saved. In fact, James's statement is the interpretation of Ephesians chapter 2 Verse
0: 10. Yes, that says, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do.
1: So we are saved to do good works, but we are not saved by doing good works or by living polygamy. It's a great point. <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? One thing that you may need to know is that we are we are judged by our works. That The Bible clearly says that, but we are not saved by our works, except some people have to work hard to have <laughs> faith and believe in, in grace alone. But this is what Jesus said in John chapter 6.
0: Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent.
1: And the word believe in faith is the same thing. (laughs) Okay, that was what Jesus said. One of the Bible's constant themes is that eternal life is a gift from God. His gift is available to everyone, but only those who receive the gift based on faith alone will actually get the gift. God does not give His gift to those who choose to add works or polygamy for eternal life. Polygamists and Mormons have added and added and added so many works to God's gift for eternal life, but none of those many works will ever save a soul. They will only result in failure and hopelessness. Eternal life is a gift which we cannot work to get. More Romans verse. Well, yeah, Romans,
0: Ephesians, and another one in Romans. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And for it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, it is a gift from God. And how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ.
1: So we notice in these verses that God's grace His eternal life and righteousness are all gifts from God. We don't earn them, we can't work for them, and we can't strive to become worthy of them. Works will not earn anyone a ticket into heaven. Jesus alone is that ticket. Mormon fundamentalists believe in many different works in order to earn themselves a place in heaven. They believe if they have enough works and enough wives, they can earn godhood and even their own planet or planets. But grace is God's way, not works. And grace is not what's left after all you can do. Grace is that if we trust Jesus Christ because of his death on the cross to pay for our sins and because of his resurrection from the dead, God will save us. Grace is be given all of God's mercy and riches and gifts, including eternal life and expecting Jesus Christ to pay for them for us and he will in fact he already has there's nothing left for us to do except receive his gifts by faith which will result in our repentance and all that's left for us to do is just say thank you (laughs) that is biblical salvation living polygamy will never help anyone work their way to heaven join a polygamy group and supporting their united order will not earn us a step towards heaven We want to look at a few of the many, many works that Mormonism and polygamy groups have added to God's doctrine of salvation by grace, not by works.
0: Yeah, The first one is live polygamy. Some polygamy groups require at least three wives to qualify. Some polygamy groups teach that the number of wives a man has determines how many planets he'll be able to reign over as their God.
1: Now this isn't just weird because it's from poly- today's polygamy groups, that was taught way back in early Mormon wow. history. Gee. Number two, uh, you must marry only the person or persons that God has directed you to marry through the direction given to the leader and the husbands. We want to quote about this from a teachings manual that we got and is used by the Kingston polygamy group.
0: One of their manuals. Mm-hmm. Marriage is one of the most important steps the Lord has lined up for you to take in this life. You must strive with the Lord and live worthy of taking this step. For a young woman to stand worthy in the eyes of the Lord, she must obey the laws and commandments of God. She must live her life with integrity. She must show charity and help all those around her. She must love, respect, and protect what is right. She must always improve herself and progress and always follow the Lord's Spirit and the one above her. The Lord expects great things from each young woman in His work.
1: Yet, that's not true. Not tr- not biblically true. And marriage has no impact whatsoever on our eternal life. Rule number three that they expect, the works that they expect, is to dedicate all you are or hope to be, dedicate all money, all property, and absolute loyalty to the polygamy group, which they call God's only kingdom on earth, but... Jesus tells us that his kingdom is not of this world. Isn't that interesting? Okay.
0: Here's number four and five. Don't spend money on anything that's not absolutely necessary, and don't eat or drink anything that's prohibited by the group's guidelines.
1: Now, I think most of the polygamy groups pretty much follow the word of wisdom that Joseph Smith came up with. Uh, they, They all have kind of different viewpoints on it. But Jesus. He didn't have any words of wisdom. No. In fact, Jesus proclaimed all foods clean, and you can find this in Mark chapter 7 and also in Acts chapter 10. Okay, number <laughs> the 6,
0: ne- the next 3. Obey and never give and never question the leaders' decisions or behaviors. Number 7, teach your ch- families to be faithful and loyal to the group and its leadership. And 8, never give with Never talk with outsiders about the marriages, businesses, or teachings of the group.
1: And so, so that's was in
0: the instruction.
1: That's, that's in what all the polygamy groups teach the people. These are works, works, and if you don't do these works, if you don't obey these, you're mm-hmm. going to lose your chance to get into heaven. Wow. And, and of course, when we look at the Word of Wisdom and we look at never talk to outsiders about marriages, we were taught, if we taught anything outside the polygamy group, we would just go right straight to hell because of it. Mm-hmm. And of course, they have the same things like the LDS Church is, don't doubt, don't question <laughs> your leaders, you know, yeah. we'll just follow blindly, And um, uh, number nine, which totally fascinates me that they believe, all of them do, that sexual immorality is one of the worst possible sins, regardless of the fact that most polygamy groups are infested with sexual abusers.
0: The whole culture is sexual in a way, isn't it? Yeah, um, the whole culture Certainly by the men. Is,
1: mm-hmm, yeah. By
0: the men. It's,
1: it's a very sexual religion when yeah. you really get down to the nuts and bolts of it. And the last report that came out is Utah is the highest in the nation on sexual abuse. Oh,
0: dear.
1: Yeah. And, and, and what my question is, why isn't one man having sex with several women not considered sexually immoral? Oops. <laughs> According to God, it is. According to the Bible, it's sexually immoral.
0: Oh. <laughs> number 10 is leaving the polygamy group is an unforgivable sin. Boy, that does put the scare of something it in you. It does.
1: Oh, it does. I'm telling you it really does. And of course, l- that's the same with the Mormon Church. If you leave the Mormon Church, that well, you've yeah, lost all your that's chance to of, I'm, I'm of going getting to outer to God. darkness. Mm-hmm. I
0: I didn't, yeah, same know thing. I didn't uh, realize that, but I am. Number 11, in their standards of personal worthiness, the Kingstons, Kingstons have listed 35 standards a young woman must strive to maintain. 35, God gave only 10 commandments, and where do they get off giving 35 more? <laughs> 35
1: more, and that's just in this Kingston's manual. That's oh, just in goodness. there. It's not. Doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the things that that they've added to it, or what what the other polygamy groups have added to it. But they add and add and add so many different things. And they
0: each one and think then, that they're the only true church. They think right? they're the
1: only true one. And <laughs> then two pages later, after they've listed this 35 standards, um, they have 14 more responsibilities that they've added that a young woman must do. Now that's 49 additional rules in just two pages, and God only gave 10. Mm-hmm. So what we are explaining here is how grace and works don't mix. Yeah. It just doesn't mix. And the 12th one is the all-important one.
0: The eternal marriage ceremony.
1: Which is both Borman and LDS, yeah. Yeah. the eternal marriage ceremony. Of course, Pol- with polygamous, it has to include the polygamy. Yeah. Um, but it, And it used to with the LDS church. But none of this is grace. None of it is grace. Yeah. This is works and works and works and more works. Now, we don't have <clears throat> access to the other polygamy groups, guidelines, <laughs> or manuals, but we know that we that they, like I said, have also added many works and abundance of works uh, to a totally impossible uh, idea of even trying to abide by all of them. And that's why we call it the impossible gospel. Their works doctrine completely frustrates the grace of God in fact, trying to do by works what God has already done and offers by grace will cause guaranteed failure to all of those who try to get work to get grace. And you've got some scriptures Yeah, for these that.
0: are all from Galatians. You who are trying to be justified by law or That's works, works. Yeah, have been alienated from Christ. You've fallen away from grace. Chapter 3, all who rely on observing the law are mm-hmm. under a curse. Again in chapter 3, verses 24 and 25. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law.
1: Now, we hope that our polygamous viewers can see that trusting works to get to heaven is a false gospel. God repeatedly explains that works will cause us to fail. And the only way we will not fail is by renouncing your works and your false gospel and then accepting God's gift of grace with a believing and grateful heart. I have a list here, I think it's extremely interesting. (laughs) I don't know if you saw it when you were still in the church, I got this years and years ago, but it is a list of 100 examples of laws, ordinances or commandments which a group of LDS folks listed as necessary for them to reach the celestial kingdom. The list was published by Ensign Publishing Company and is written by James B. Cox and was obtained, like I said, several years ago. Now, we're not going to read all hundred that, that bore us all to death, but you, you just got a, a few a, that you're going to name. a few of
0: them here. Charity, <laughs> tithing, exercise, fasting, genealogy, family history, temple work, temple marriage, fellowship, shop wisely, have children, love, self, Plant garden. Be of good cheer. Read good books. Sleep. Feed missionaries. Recreation. <laughs> sense of humor. Communicate. Paint house. Fix yard. Tolerance. Be friendly. Etc.
1: And etc. And etc. Et <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, did you ever see something like that when I you were did. in church? I
0: never did. Kind of made my own list. I don't think there were quite a hundred of them. I didn't include a few of these. But yeah, there was a long list, a long to-do list. Yeah,
1: and it says how to qualify for the celestial kingdom today.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So
1: so here's another hundred works that some people have added to existing laws and ordinances in order to go to heaven. And who can do all this? Who can do it all? Yeah. Yeah. No one can. And it isn't God who requires it anyway, it's your religious leaders. And God addressed this very problem in the early Christian church. The legalists were trying to force people to obey Jewish laws and rituals in order to be saved by grace, which is a contradiction of terms. But let's look at how the early Christians handled the grace works problem very early on.
0: In Acts 15, it says, After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them, Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the disciples a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear? No, we believe that it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved, just as they are.
1: Notice in verse 9, those are so powerful. In verse 9, the Christian's heart is purified by faith. Not by works, not by polygamy, or religion, or worthiness, or the word of wisdom, but by simple trust and faith in Jesus Christ alone. That is the power of God's love for us. Notice also in verse 10 that the laws that they were attempting to force them to live is referred to, and I quote, a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear. Now, depending upon a works earned salvation is a yoke or a burden that no one can bear. No one can do it. Notice what James said about this controversy.
0: In Acts 15, it is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, and from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood."
1: Now these are four guidelines that he gave to follow. Number one, abstain from food polluted by idols, abstain from sexual immorality, abstain from eating meat of strangled animals, and from ingesting blood. Now that's rather simple, isn't it? (laughs) Joseph Smith's word of wisdom isn't even shadowed here at all. But notice These aren't works for salvation. They are a list of things that's wise for them to avoid. Notice verse 11. Read verse 11 again.
0: We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved, just as they are.
1: James said this. (laughs) This is something James said in the book of Acts. If you want to go back there and look at the context you'll find out. This is the same James that the, they completely ignore when they say faith without works is dead. That's right. They just forget about this. Salvation is by grace and the only method that God has authorized for getting humans into heaven. Verse 19 says we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Yet that's precisely what this Mormon culture does. It makes it difficult for those those who want to turn to God. Salvation by polygamy was invented by Joseph Smith, not God. Old Testament priest, prophet, or king, they never taught that polygamy was commanded by God to get people to God. The laws that polygamists try to force upon people show that their trust is in their own efforts and not on Jesus Christ. John one seventeen.
0: For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ.
1: Isn't that beautiful? It is. Even Moses' ministry of law is placed far behind the ministry of Jesus Christ and grace. Moses is gone. Jesus has come, and grace now rules. Galatians tells us that the laws of Moses were put in charge until faith in Jesus came. Now grace rules, not law, not works not self-righteousness. And self-righteousness is precisely what a works-based religion is. And I think most people realize that self-righteousness is something God despises.
0: Yeah, when you're proud, when you're uh, doing it yourself. I think that's one of the things that really struck me about Mormonism is that we were working, it was on our backs, it was on our efforts and we were always climbing the ladder when we did well, and when we didn't do well, we came short, and we go to the temple, feel good about it, do our home teaching, we felt good about it, and feel like we were earning our way to heaven.
1: And that's all self-righteousness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it
0: is. It's very proud.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and that's what Ephesians 2 says, we're saved by grace, not by works. so no one can boast. <laughs> Because nobody's going to go to heaven, and and at the at the pearly gates, so to speak, where they ask, why should you go to heaven? Because I worked. That's a boast. Yeah. I got there because of something I did. When the Bible teaches is, we get there only because of what Jesus did.
0: Well, in the temple work we do too is is we. We kind of consider ourselves saviors. I mean, it's so blasphemous that. Well, we Well, the consider- early
1: Mormon Church said you were saviors of the world.
0: Yeah, it but, actually. But says we're that. being baptized for other people, and we're going through the temple and mm-hmm. saving them so they can yeah. have inherit the their own planets or whatever.
1: So. And, and then the when we get into the polygamy doctrine, the man marries all these women for his benefit. Um, and they can't be saved unless they live polygamy and then he can't become a god unless he has several wives. Mm-hmm. So it's all just something of uh, do 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 works, works, works. And and that's our heart as we want the Mormon people, the Mormonism, which includes the L D S and polygamists, to know works polygamy none of that united order none of that has anything to do with salvation it's all of jesus
0: well it almost as though jesus isn't enough yeah. number 1 the bible and what it shares with us and tells us isn't enough they these other religions and other prophets so to speak had to come along and add to it and kind of declare their own gospel and what was required to get to heaven Jesus as you as we read it said what what do I need to do to work the works of God and yes believe in his son believe in me
1: believe and the, the works God requires I is to believe I am the way
0: the truth and the life and no one
1: comes <laughs> to the Father except Jesus and that includes poly- you can't get to the Father through polygamy no. you can't get to the Father through United Order or through Mormonism or through Joseph Smith uh, there's just no other way you just can't do it any other way. It's very clear. So so take that yoke and, and burden off your back. You can leave polygamy and get out and just depend on Jesus alone for your salvation. You don't have to go through what you're going through. So,
0: what freedom. <laughs> thanks
1: again, yes, it's wonderful freedom. Thanks again, Earl, for yes, coming and, and sharing. You. you know, our eternal life is infinitely more important than our mortal life, yet it is only in this mortal life that we have the opportunity to choose eternal life because the devil is the great deceiver and he is so subtle. He creates religions that seem so beautiful and, and gives wonderful feelings and they seem so true that unless people investigate, they will fall into that beautiful trap of false religion and perish into eternity without truth and without Jesus. The devil's purpose is to deceive and he does it well. If something seems right or feels right then it's probably wrong. Religion that is founded on lies, on sexuality, on anything but biblical promises is a false religion and is the devil's trap. God's way to heaven is not polygamy. And so we urge you to follow your doubts and check them out. See you next time on Polygamy, What Love Is This?
0: This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This?